Would you all join me in prayer? Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon us. Spirit of the living God, melt us, mold us, and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon us again today. Amen. So that evening, my legs ached as I sat on the edge of a bunk bed. Halfway through the summer, I was sticky, I was dirty, I was tired, and all I wanted more than anything was to get my night off so I could shower in peace. But next to me sat a young girl five, maybe six years old, who was absolutely beside herself, crying. My other co-counselor had already rounded up the other girls and taken them a few cabins away to brush their teeth before bed. I was rounding up the stragglers, trying to send them on their way, when I came upon this one, sitting in a pool of tears. For those of you who are familiar with summer camp, you might know that the third night can be the most dangerous. It is the hardest for those who miss home. See, the first night, everything is new and novel, and they're almost in shock with glazed eyes of what is going on, where, okay, I'm supposed to sleep here. The second night, they're still kind of getting used to the other girls or the other campers, and they're starting to settle in, but it hits out of the blue on the third night. It's when there is a chorus of, I want to go home. It's when they realize that this is their lot for the next week, and it isn't what they're used to, and they're done playing games. They just want to be home. Now, at 20 years old, I had many talents and specialties. I am an expert at getting to kids to sing goofy songs, dressing up in costumes, and making a fool of myself. I can teach kids how to properly use a kayak paddle and even how to get into the kayak when their feet don't touch the, the floor of the lake. I can teach you how to climb rock walls and convince the kids that it is much better to work on this initiative together. You'll find the solution much faster. I am the queen of starting fires, the master of the craft cabin, and a Jedi master of I don't touch you tickles. Trust me, I will not make contact, but they will laugh. What is not in my skill set or repertoire is the ability to comfort homesickness. But there I sat, on the bunk bed of a young girl, trying to drown the lake in her tears. If you are the Messiah, then tell us plainly. I hear these words as the words of a homesick people because there is ways to be in your hometown and it not feel like it. The Jewish leaders knew this all too well. They had been in captivity for long, long times, and then they had finally been able to come home, but it didn't feel like home because someone else was in charge. 
And they were still living in occupation, so this wasn't the home that they dreamed of. It didn't feel like home. If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. We're aching to be home. Don't toy with our hopes. We're just a homesick people, desperate to know that God is still with us. Tell us plainly if you are the Messiah, because we want to know if we're going home. But God's plans are so much bigger than just one nation coming home. I have to admit that homesickness has always been strange to me. It's a bit of an alien concept that I've held at arm's reach for so long. It seemed strange and slightly illogical. But then again, I recognize that my experiences are not what you would call normal. So I think back to when I was a camper, about elementary school age, going down to the Lake of the Ozarks where it's so hot and humid you feel like you can chew the air. I saw girls walking, walking towards the group, wiping tears from their eyes. My mother was lucky. I think she got like a hug before I just ran to join the other girls. That was me. One of the girls who had been wiping their eyes was in my cabin, and it was on that fateful third night that she broke down in the, I want to go home. And I can't help but thinking, why? Why would you want to go home? The things we're doing here are so much cooler. I don't want to play with my toys. They let us get dirty here. (laughs) What you should know is by the time that I had made it to Girl Scout camp, I had already moved four times, two of which I remember. I I was on elementary school number three, and I had already learned what it meant to say goodbye. Some of these friends I would never see again, so going to a new place and experiencing a new thing wasn't exactly new to me. I had learned that you enjoy the place where you are. So why long for a house? You're sick? Homesick? You'll get there at the end of the week. It's okay. (laughs) I have told you, and you do not believe, You do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. They follow me. It's not that God was abandoning the Jewish people, far from it. They were God's chosen people, the people of God. God had been shepherding them over the centuries. They knew their God. Now God was doing something different. Because as it turns out, God gets homesick too, and God was homesick for the rest of the world. Not content with just one people, but wanting to bring everyone into the fold, God missed creation and was calling. Homesick for people around the world. As Jesus says a few verses earlier, I have sheep in other pastures that you do not know about. And this is what our shepherd says, my sheep hear my voice. 
It is well documented by biologists that sheep can distinguish voices despite the fact that their brain can fit in the palm of your hand. It is about the size of half an orange. But even though it is so small, they can distinguish the voice of their shepherd versus a stranger. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So can you hear the shepherd's voice calling? The shepherd's homesick voice wanting you to join. When I was 22, I finally understood what it meant to be homesick, but I gotta tell you, it caught me off guard <laughs> because it's not what I expected. Yes, I was in another country far away from what I would have called home. I was visiting my now husband in Romania. He had gotten a Fulbright scholarship to teach English in Romania. I was visiting, we were visiting our friends, his dear friends that he had gotten to know and grown to love, and he was introducing me to all of them. We had just come back from eating dinner with some of them, and I was putting away the dishes back in the cupboard that had been drying. And as I was doing this simple task, I was thinking how great would it be if I could introduce some of my friends to the friends that I was meeting. You know that feeling when you know two people in different places, and if only you could get them together, they would be best friends? That's what I was thinking. Like, if only I could get all of these people together, it would be such a wonderful party. But in the next thought, I became, frankly, kind of sad because I realized that my friends are spread all over. My friends from school are on all sides of this country. They're not in one spot anymore. And from my own travels, I had friends all over the world. When in the world would I get everyone together in one room? And that's when it hit that longing, that aching. Because I longed for each and every one of them just to see their, their smiles again. To be able to tell them, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I've been carrying your stories with me wherever I go. And the realization that all of these people would never be in one room together despite how I tried, and I was homesick for all of them. But no house would ever hold all of those smiling faces together. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. This is one of God's greatest promises, and I love it, that God will never let you go. As the psalmist in Psalm 139 says so beautifully, where can I go from your spirit, O God? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the depths of Sheol, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and settle in the farthest limits of the sea, 
Even there your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me fast. Our God was homesick for our presence, homesick for you, you individually. So God decided it was better to take on flesh and dwell among us than be separate from us in heaven. God decided it was better to walk among us even knowing the pain that it would cause because of it. Because it is better to be with you than be apart from you. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Our God came to us in our form and died to prove that not even death can separate us. So are you homesick for the shepherd's voice as the shepherd is homesick for you? Two years ago, I was about to take another one of my trips. This time it was across the Atlantic with a class that I had from seminary. I was in the train station waiting to go to the airport when I got a call. It was my mother telling me that my grandfather had taken a turn for the worse and he wasn't going to make it through the week. I had a choice. I could go home to, to be with my family, sit with him, but he wouldn't likely be conscious. Or I could go on this trip, which he was so excited for me to go on. He was a world traveler himself, and he had been there, and so he had been telling me his own stories for months. He was so excited for me to go. And in that moment, I had that aching, homesick feeling again. Only this time, I realized that there was nowhere on this earth that I was homesick for because my homesick God was calling him home too. The shepherd's voice was calling and he had answered. What my father has given me is greater than all else. No one can snatch it out of my father's hand. The father and I are one. So today is a day where I give you permission to be homesick. Some may be missing friends that you haven't seen in such a long time and you just long to be close to them. Most of us are missing a dear family member who has gone on before us. But know that the shepherd will never let them go. We keep in our hearts all that they have taught us, the love that they have shared, and the sacrifices they have made on our behalf. And we know that it can ache in the depths of our bones. But it is that ache in particular that taught me what the love of God felt like. Because if you know how that feels, you know how God aches for you and for all people. That our God is homesick for your return. They will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. 
I, for one, cannot wait for the day where I finally get all my friends and family at one table. The people from all over the world, all the different corners, because they will sit at one table in the kingdom of God, and that is where I am homesick for. Joined in heaven from the people of every nation in all times who get to share the joyful feast of the people of God. And so I give this small vision to you, knowing that God is homesick for you and you can be homesick for heaven so that we might work for it here on this earth, that we might build tables big enough and long enough to hold the amount of people that God holds in our hearts, that we might work together to spread the love of God to every corner. Amen.